What's up, everyone? Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host, Alan Sakian. So pumped to be talking about quantum mechanics and non-duality. We have Dr. Seth Kostak joining us on the show. Hi, Seth. Hi, Alan. Thank you very much for having me on. This I'm, is a pleasure. I'm so pumped. And that was a great last chat you had with Ori as well. I'm so pumped for our conversation. For those who don't know Seth's background, he's building a holographic interpretation of quantum mechanics and non-duality. You can find his links in the bio below, sethkostek.com. Also, his YouTube channel, which has a lot of epic content on it. Go subscribe and check out those videos. And then his Twitter profile, where he actually is forced to compress the complexity of this into 240 characters. <laughs> 280 now they gave me an extra 40 is that oh yeah, yeah. it was one yeah, yeah, yeah i think they upped it so two, it's two great they gave me i needed that little leeway yeah <laughs> all right you guys um had a great convo i want to start off with this idea of infinite consciousness in this reality we find ourselves embedded in why does it even exist so because consciousness is infinite it doesn't exist outside of anything it is the totality of being which is the only being that's here so since it's infinite there can't be anything other than it otherwise that otherness would limit it to something less than infinite so if there is consciousness and consciousness is infinite then it's all that can be here okay and then why did consciousness make this so the this that you're referring to is infinite consciousness. Mm -hmm. You're just misinterpreting it as the illusion of the finite. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. So when I use the word this, I'm referring to this finite universe that I'm talking about. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you're infinite, knowing what consciousness is knowing it's a knowing being if you're an infinite knowing being you already know everything <laughs> or you know there are no things to know you just know all so you might want to do something else so you might want to play some games okay so all that is decided to make this game yeah, I, I, I use the word game uh, I stole that from Alan Watts so mm -hmm. uh so a game is an activity uh, engaged as a diversion or for amusement. And so this infiniteness, see, there's only infinite consciousness here. So it's going to have to divert its attention, its knowing from its own being to know the illusion of something that appears to be other than its infinite being. So you're, you're, you're ignoring yourself so that you can play around and see the illusion of things like this microphone that appear to be other than yourself. And then you identify with certain content within consciousness as yourself, but you're not that content. You're the knowing of it. You do create it, but it's, there is only your infinite totality here. So that's all that's here. And the game is uh, the ignorance of your being. Okay, and I highly recommend for those that haven't watched the interview with David Alexander English titled Infinite Consciousness on our channel to check that interview out. David Alexander English says that the ultimate creation of infinite consciousness is this game where we can feel the illusion of separation. Yeah, so I would just say that 
consciousness was never created. It's all that it is. It, it's infinite. It, it never came from anywhere. A diversion, you called it. Yeah, so a the game, the is, game a is occurring in consciousness yes. as consciousness. That's diverting its attention from consciousness. The game appears to be created from our, our the illusion of our finite perspectives. But the game is part of infinite consciousness because yeah. it has to be. Because if there is any being, it has to be consciousness. It has to be part of that infinite being. So, like, this conversation has to take place. Has to. Because it would, if it didn't, it, then consciousness wouldn't, it wouldn't be part of consciousness. But consciousness is infinite. So it must include this conversation. Now, we didn't have to explore that conversation as a determined image, sound, thoughts, feelings, smells. We didn't have to explore it as the illusion of finite. It could be like the blank behind me that's undetermined. It's blank. There's nothing back there. But if I turn around and I direct my attention, I create interference that gives you the illusion of content here. So there's just an issue with our physics and our language where we conflate occurrence and determination, saying that this is like causal. No, there's no such thing as cause and effect. This is an illusion. There's only consciousness and its activity of knowing comp the composition of complementary opposite limits that give the appearance of interference, holographic interference information that we take to be objects outside of consciousness but we're just looking at consciousness we're misinterpreting it you know misinterpretation of perception is what an illusion is you're you're looking at the thing the thing is really there it's just that thing is the infinite being of consciousness that you're misinterpreting so if people think illusion means phantom or that it's not really there no it's really there it's right there this microphone is right there it's just consciousness you're misinterpreting it for a microphone. As is yourself is consciousness. So um, there's really, I can't say anything directly about consciousness. Even these words these are all... Let's start from a first principled understanding of yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Okay. So in the most first principled way, and then we'll get to the preprint paper, which I also want to talk about what you were just saying. I think this is extremely important. Whereas in many ways, we believe that Big Bang happened, which then created evolution, which then created consciousness rather than consciousness just being all that is. Okay. So let's start with this first principled understanding. So let's start with as best as we can with words that can describe mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Okay. God or all that is, or infinite consciousness. Are all those all synonymous? Yes. So uh, God would be all-knowing, right? So are you knowing these words that I'm saying right now? Hmm. So that's knowing, right? So that knowing is included in the infinite set of all-knowing. So you must be God. So if God is all-knowing, and you're knowing these words, then you're God. Now, I don't like to use the word God because it has caught up with so many misunderstandings and connotations. There's nothing you can say about it. We so are all gods. Not gods. There's only one God. We are all God. Yeah. But this infinite knowing being that we are is ignoring that infiniteness. So, so Seth here is not conscious. 
Alan is not conscious. This microphone is not conscious. It's made of it, occurring in it, and known by consciousness as the illusion of something other than consciousness. But there's only this infinite consciousness here, and this consciousness is knowing, with a capital K, is being, with a capital B, is truth, with a capital T, because this knowing being is what consciousness is, and if what is, is being, well, what is, is what truth is. Truth isn't what isn't. So truth is this infinite totality, which is a singularity with a capital S, which is certainty. Knowing is not guessing. So certainty with a capital C. Well, this infinite knowing being truth of consciousness, this is the I that you're referring to. This is the I. This is what I is is knowing these are all synonymous you can call that god if you want that's taken from like a religious perspective but there's nothing you can say about it these words are trying to point to it but these words are still part of the game so like when neo has to go into the matrix he has to go into them he can't be outside the matrix and be in the matrix he's got to use the matrix in the matrix you're in the matrix of mind here I can only use mind to describe the thing that's making this infinite labyrinth of your own mind that you're lost in. You, you, you've, you've forgotten who you really are, are walking around this labyrinth of your own mind, thinking it's physical material objects outside of that mind. <laughs> and I'm wondering, oh man, why does it hurt when I stub my toe? And why is this so hard? And why is this so difficult? And because consciousness is infinite. It can do whatever it wants, but it wants to know these limitations. The purpose of life right now is then, okay, if the, this consciousness is ignoring itself on purpose, then the purpose is to know these limitations. These limitations hurt. This is what suffering is. This is what pain, the trials and tribulations of life. So this is the point, is to play this game and to feel this, these feelings and overcome they come together. I mean, this infinite consciousness is only it. So there's no playmate for consciousness. If consciousness wants to know what it's like to have a friendship, to have a dialogue, it needs to ignore its infiniteness, create these illusions of separation, and then it can explore that content. All aspects to that are being done inside of the game of infinite consciousness are for learning are for experiencing for being for truth i i would just say it's it's knowing so um like if i want to think about or guess what it's like to uh climb the himalayas i have a little picture in my mind and oh yeah it'd be tough and i need some oxygen and i have like a mental but I don't know it. I have never actually done it in experience. So I can philosophize about it. I can guess about it. But see, when consciousness wants to know something, it knows it. It's doing it. It's actually knowing it from this finite perspective. So it's, it's a knowing. I don't know if that answered your question or not. So this is for this infinite consciousness 
is for knowing a myriad of different. Yeah, it knows. It's no. So it's a singularity of infinite potential, infiniteness. So it's abstracted its being into every single possible concept is knowing them as a super entangled superposition of all possible occurrences simultaneously happening. It's all simultaneously happening right now, all of it. Now, part of some of those concepts in that singularity that are occurring are limits that prevent you from seeing the entire singular totality at one time. So now you are knowing the concept of Allen not equals Allen. By knowing the finite set of Allen, you are ignoring Seth. You're ignoring all these other perspectives and you've limited yourself to just seeing through this one perspective or knowing what that one perspective's content that they see. So it's all occurring simultaneously, but you've limited yourself from the axis of those other concepts. So you don't see them. You don't see all the other potential paths through life that you're currently simultaneously living right now. But you don't see them. You've limited yourself to one occurrence. But they're all here simultaneously. So like this is the... Um, the set is, that chose to go on to uh, be an entrepreneur versus the set that chose to continue working at a company or the set that chose to have a child or not have a child. All of these paths are simultaneous. Yeah. All in infinite consciousness at the Correct. same time Correct. in quantum entangled states. Yeah, so um, if you're familiar, there's a theory about the, the called the mini worlds. It's a mini worlds yeah, interpretation the, of quantum mechanics, right? Yeah. So they say that there are these mini worlds out there, and at every decision point, there's a branching of these universes into new universes. Okay, because so, if you're talk, talking infinite, then there's that infinite is so large yeah, that so, at every branching decision. Yeah. So here's the issue: is that 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 interpretation is close, but it's, it, it missed it. Because, see, this isn't a world. What do they mean by the mini world? This isn't a world. This is a holographic conceptual interference pattern. That's all this is. That's what you're looking at. And you've limited that holographic let's conceptual... Let's break that down. Okay. Yeah, let's break that down. How do you want to break it down? Okay, so... Let's go back to first principles. Okay. So the words that we can use, again, to describe this reality, all that is uh, God and infinite consciousness are these words that we can use to describe mm -hmm. the, the purpose of what is this happening is for this infinite consciousness to know or experience the illusion of something other than its infinite being. Okay, so there is that. Okay, mm -hmm. to know or experience something other than the that appears other that appears other than its, other than its, its infinite, infinite being. being. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's what that's what the the this that's what this is. And you don't call this a creation. You don't call these creations. You call these games. Well, I I, I just think game is an, an apt. Um, it is. It's can, creation. It can I mean, be it a is, creation. Yeah, it's, okay. it is its creation. Okay. I mean, it's the ultimate. It's what creates the illusion of all things. Consciousness is, is what is creating the illusion of all apparent things. 
Okay, so then we'll st we'll stay with that so that then that the creation of the game is of these games, the creation or these games, so we can use maybe those words interchangeably as well. Yeah, see, the creation, see, the thing is, it, it's not like <laughs> um, I'm a person and I created this little object over there. The creation is its being. Yeah. It is the being that it is creating. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're a sim they're 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 one and the same. Yeah, yeah. So that's the beauty of it. See, yeah. you're not Alan and We're I'm not Seth. We are this experience of this little conversation right now. That's what we are. We're the knowing of this conversation and the hum of the fan and the lights. We're the knowing of this experience. That's what we are. That's what consciousness is, is the knowing of all of this. So we're, we're, we've, consciousness has created it, but it's not like chiseling it out of clay or something. Of the wood creation or, or the game is not happening outside of infinite consciousness. Correct. It's, yeah, in, it's yeah. inside. It's inside infinite consciousness. Made of it. So made of it. So we have, again, infinite consciousness, God, or... Uh, can you do you also use the word source or do not use that? I don't use it, but you could use it because I, I think that's it. what they're pointing to, right? Anyway, the field, field, I think field, so. field theories. Can I mean, you also use non duality up there? Yeah, non duality well? is okay, per, like interchanged with all that is or yes, infinite consciousness. Yes, okay, yes. all right, so so right again, we have non duality, infinite consciousness, God, source. All yeah. that is. Yes. Right? We have these words that are at the yeah. top, let's yeah. say. And then then there is some sort of a, a game or a creation that happens inside of it, mm -hmm. which is this experience or knowing of the uh, of the infinite consciousness, of the separation of it. Yeah. So this infinite one totality, right? That's all that's here. So in order to ignore its infinite totality, it's got to somehow cause the illusion of separation. So how is it going to do that? Because the only thing here is knowing. So the only tool that it has is to know. So how does it create separation? It creates a concept. So a concept, con is against, and sept is take from, uh, from the Latin. And so these concepts appear as two dualistic complementary opposites made out of the knowing that they're not each other so that's how the illusion of duality arises so okay. you know i have consciousness which is infinite and then this knowing is knowing these opposites these opposites do not appear with only one of them i need both they're made literally made out, made out of each other so in physics you'll hear you know oh position and momentum like you can never know the two at the same time why not because they're made out of knowing they're not each other so if i've got position over here i don't i'm ignoring momentum i got momentum i'm ignoring position let's we'll, we'll get to that exact um yeah. aspect of this as well so okay so then this is some sort of a um an, an, it's a function of 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 infinite consciousness to experience the knowing of the illusion of separation. Yeah. Okay. So now we have those levels. We have the first words of the exp of what this is. Then we have the perp. Then we have the creation of the game and for the purpose that we just listed. 
Okay, so we're there. Mm-hmm. We have that. That's okay. these first these first principles. Yeah. Okay, now we are here. Now, now this now this physical. <clears throat> so that kind of gives people the explanation that we were talking about earlier, where m- many times it, it it seems like oh, b- Big Bang uh, evolution, then consciousness. But no, it's actually consciousness, and then the game creating the game that we're. Yeah, this so it's, it's conscious, and this game, this the, the knowing of opposites is common. The common parlance is mind, so the mind is the knowing of these opposites. So it it's consciousness, then it plays this game of knowing opposites. So it's consciousness, then there's the mind, and then this mind. When you interfere these concepts together, then you get the illusion of objects. Yeah. So it's the exact opposite of material physicalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The exact. We just flip it. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm, I'm also not the one that um, I mean I see this from a physical standpoint, but the the person that's way more eloquent than me because he's English English <laughs> is Rupert Spira. So yeah. that's who you if if anyone is out there that really you know if I sound confusing, Rupert's not confusing. He's yeah. a, a, a surgical linguist. Yeah. He, he knows what he's he's got it he he understands it, so yeah i love that that's actually so so important okay so not like consciousness comes 13.8 billion years later in a civilization um but consciousness is the first the most first principled on this far correct farthest side what, it's, this fundamental. it's fundamental because it's all that's Boom. here okay that's good all right now uh <laughs> you know now let's get into what you were just describing um, earlier, so now we have this. You use these words: um, uh, knowing, being, truth. Um, so singularity is also another word that describes what we were talking about earlier. At the highest level of yeah. all that is God, source, create. Okay, okay. So then, all right, great. Now, knowing, being, truth. So what is? What are? What are we? Are we talking about a feeling of knowing, of being, of truth? Are we talking about that feeling of? No, knowing the infinite consciousness of being the infinite consciousness of that being the truth that we feel that no i would say feeling is content so so what is then what is yeah go ahead the, the knowing is not limited so you can't grasp it it's not a feeling a thought it's not a, an image it's not a smell it's making the illusion of all that content so you're 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 not it's not graspable this is what see perspectives knowing through the mind want to try to grasp it as an object because the mind can only see things in terms of opposites this is what logic is so i can only know this because i know that this is not that so i'm trying to grasp infinite consciousness as an one of these limits but consciousness is the thing that's knowing the limits to grasp consciousness i would have to know this that simultaneously which is a superposition of limits you can't know that you, you you can't grasp it touch your touch this that thing well which thing did you, this one or that one you you can't grasp it it's not graspable so these feelings are content they're content occurring in consciousness how do we how do we gain then knowing uh or experience of infinite consciousness of god of all that is how do we gain you're knowing it right now Okay, so this you, is all you're knowing. you know it by being. Yeah, you're knowing it right now. This is it. Okay, so we you got know. it right here. You got it. You're we, already it. Okay. But so, you don't see it that way, do you? 
you think you're Alan. I want to know also how science can then do the scientific method and probe at this hypothesis that okay. yeah, yeah. This is precisely what the, we need to talk about. Great. So Let's here here's the here's the issue. So you have to know how science works. Right? So if you're going to use there are different epistemological tools that you can use to try to probe experience. So the first is religion, which justifies... So again, all these words that I'm talking, these are limited. They're, they're not what's actually here. They're made out of dualistic opposites. So these words are not the truth. Nothing I'm saying is, is true. <laughs> these are conceptually true beliefs within a belief system. So when you understand that all we have here are statements that we've accepted, I mean, you were born, right? Was the word world already here when you were born? Did you hear about it and then say, yeah, this is a world? Well, then that's a belief. That's a statement you've accepted describing this infinite consciousness. You accept that. Now you have a belief. Oh, yeah, this is a world. I'm a human. Did you invent the word human? Did you do an experiment to figure out that you're a human being? No. Your parents told you you're a human being. You said, yeah, I am. So you've got beliefs here. There's nothing but beliefs. And then now we have to figure out which beliefs are justified and which are just an opinion. Okay, so we're, we're, we're ascribing uh, language to beliefs. And then, then that is, in a sense, then creating some sort of uh, a way both for us to describe the things that are that we're yeah. engaging with, but also it's a it's a limitation. Yes, it's a um, limitation on infinite consciousness. And then you think this is a microphone, a, a finite object. So, yeah. Yeah. so you've got these beliefs, and then now you've got to figure out how do I know which ones are valid. So this is the study of epistemology. It's the just, it's, it's the study activity. of what's justified truth versus belief. Yeah, yeah. justified opinion versus uh, justified belief versus opinion. So we only got beliefs here. Which ones are, are valid? Okay. Well, we've got religion, which justifies belief with belief. We, you, you know, you're a human, and that's true because I believe it's true. It's a statement I've accepted, and I believe that statement. That's a religious belief. Okay. Then you've got philosophy, which uses logic to justify beliefs. You got to start with a belief. So all your logic is an infinite chain of causal action. You've got to terminate that chain somewhere. So, okay, I'll terminate at the Big Bang. There was a Big Bang. That's a belief. It's a statement. I wasn't around. I didn't actually experience it. So I, <laughs> it's something I accepted. That statement, Big Bang, was here before I was born, and I heard about it, and then I accepted it. Okay, so that's a belief. I got that. And now I run my causal chain forward. It makes a universe and all the stuff and stars and humans and planets and all that stuff. Now I've got a logical causation that's a philosophy of how this thing occurred. It's justified by logic. So you've got this whole material physicalist paradigm that there was a universe and evolution and all this stuff. And now that's how I'm here as a human being. I was born. My parents uh, conceived me. And that's how I'm here. Okay, well... That's beliefs justified by logic. Okay, well now science is different because it justifies our beliefs via experience. Yeah. Now experience was one of our words. Yeah. Consciousness, truth, experience. Mm -hmm. So this experience, 
not the concept of experience not equals experience. Experience, the totality of experience, the infinite occurrence of what is happening. That is what? Truth. That's where science goes to justify its beliefs. It justifies its beliefs in infinite truth itself. That's why science is so powerful. So science doesn't have nothing to do with beliefs. It's intimately intertwined with beliefs and logic. Mm -hmm. But it, the arbiter in science is experience. So science starts with a belief. You perform a logically constrained test of that belief performed in the actuality of knowing experience. You actually have to do an experiment in science for it to be science, yeah. for it to be justified by science. Yeah. So theoretical physics is not science. It's philosophy. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, when you do the experiment, you have to interpret the results through your limited perspective. Mm -hmm. You write it down. You publish your paper. Now someone reads the paper. What do they got? They got a belief out again because they're, accepting the statements in that yeah, paper, yeah. even though they're justified by experience. They're trying to peer, peer review it, yeah. which would yeah. then create more experience. No, the, 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 I'm talking about the, um, there's only experience. So yeah, people reading the beliefs and stuff is experience. But what you get out of the, the paper is a statement that you've accepted. So it starts with beliefs and it ends with beliefs. But the arbiter of the experiment was experience. Yes. And then the point of that is when you say things like infinite consciousness, the question is, how do you know? And then the follow up to that is, okay, we're using science to conduct experiments for experiencing that. Yeah. So, so over time, you can maybe peer review things and get more and more people around the world that have this, that use the scientific method to experience infinite consciousness or to understand it better well here you're all you're going to only get beliefs still so even if you read these papers but what's going to happen is you're touching the truth right with every experience so more and more of it rubs off on a science right over time over time we get closer and our models get better right newton could only do so much stuff because his science only described was able to limit consciousness in a certain way. But as we get quantum mechanics and, and relativity, well, now we're powerful, right? I mean, we can unlock the unbelievable power of what we believe to be atoms. We split these atoms and the power of God comes right out of there. Mm -hmm. So when you start to touch the truth of experience, you become more and more powerful because you're becoming more and more infinite. You're getting closer and closer to that truth. So what, all, what happens is then you, you, you can start to design experiments or reinterpret experiments and then see, ah, how science it proves scientifically through experience that you're in a conscious singularity. Okay, perfect. How do we use science to prove that we're in a conscious singularity? Okay, so this is written in my paper. Yes. Okay, so let's uh, let's also give the let's give the the title uh, visual perception mediated by light traversing 4D space time continua is an illusion, 
So the double slit experiment proving non-duality. Correct. That's what okay. it does. Okay. So, yeah. Take so, so the issue you're going to have is that it's just better if you've never heard about the double slit experiment at all. Because the double slit experiment is contextualized under the paradigm of material physicalism. And this experiment breaks that paradigm. It shatters it. So if you go into knowing about the double slit experiment and, oh, there's particles and waves and there's light traversing space-time, you got a huge mountain to climb because none of that is occurring. There's no light traversing any slits in the double slit experiment. There's only consciousness knowing the illusion of this content that gives rise to the interference pattern. So let's just, uh, I don't know how I want to start this. So basically what the double slit experiment really is, is an assay of visual perception. So you have a field of view right now. Okay, so this is when we're going to get to um, the visual perception. But what we were talking about before, a little bit on the show, and also before, yeah. with a banana. That's a kind of yeah, an easy let's one. Let's use the microphone. The mic's in the shot, sure. But the mm. banana is something you also um, eat, which is something that... Yeah, um, okay, think, so we got a banana here. Yeah. How, do you, how are you seeing that banana? Let me, go, let me go get the banana. I'll be right got, back. you got to have yeah. your banana. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you were thinking about. You just, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're going bananas here, right? I think this is this is uh, a little joke. I'll give you I'll give you some options even. I love options. Right. I love options. So here uh, here are bananas. Here's our apple. Let's go with. Let's go with. Uh, let's Can go. We hold. Yeah, one? Yeah. I'll just hold yeah. one. I, got, I, I need that. So what a lot of people do is they go into concepts and beliefs. When they're talking about the double slit experiment, they're not talking from actuality. So, are are you seeing a banana? Is this a banana? I mean, you handed me a banana, so are you seeing a banana? Well, we're using that to. I'm just saying. Yeah, are, are you? I'm just asking you a question. Are you? We're conceptualizing our environment. No, no, no. With no that forget word. all this stuff. Let's okay. just. Are I seeing a banana? Yes. Okay, great. So you're seeing a banana. So now the question is, how is that occurring? How are you seeing this banana? Yeah, yeah. So, this is so we've question. got this belief. Okay, I'm seeing a banana from light that's interacted with it, mm -hmm. traverse space-time, enter my eyes. That light information is converted to neurobiological signals that my varying processes that forms a known image in the mind that consciousness is then knowing. And the knowing of that known image determines the existence of the physical banana. That's what light-mediated perception states. Yeah. So Light-mediated perception is what yeah, you just so described. Yeah, so the theory yeah. of light-mediated perception, so yeah. you have to then understand, like, okay, because is that belief true? Is that logical chain of reasoning? Is that correct? Is that how it really works? It's just a belief. You, you heard that you were seeing objects yeah, with yeah. light shining on well, them. Well, for, for millions of years, we have decided that that, that yeah. is a banana and that we've been passing that down. Yeah, so, but 
the idea that you're seeing from light, right? This is also a belief, right? So that we're seeing from light, making the neurobiological yeah, signals yeah. that we're interpreting yeah. with an image of the past, and then our consciousness thinks yeah. it's a banana. Yeah. Okay. So we found out that that logical chain of reasoning from these beliefs is philosophy. Okay. So what we're here to do is science. Mm -hmm. So we need to do an experiment. Okay. We need to do an experiment that tests vision. So how the heck are we going to do that? Because vision is topologically bound. So this banana behind me right now, it's probably off frame too. Now it's in. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not knowing an image of it, right? Mm. So the image of the banana is undetermined. Now I bring it into my determined field of view and I see it. So we go from undetermined to determined. So what we got to do is break the topology of our vision. I've got to get that undetermined blank behind me into my visual field. Shine light on it. Let's see here. Okay. Hold on. One, one second. Oh, okay. We want to turn the. No, you don't have. You don't have to. Oh, this you... is just a. Okay. This is just. You just take your camera. You put it in. Uh, Selfie mode, right? Okay. So this is, I take light. I have to shine it on. Let's uh, let's show let's show the show the viewers. All right. So here's the here's the, here's it's in selfie mode. Yep. So there's an image of the banana on the screen, right? Yeah, there is. Yep. Okay. So what we have to do? Okay. I don't even need this thing. So this is just going to be my detector. So what we need is an object that's undetermined. We've got to break the topology. We've got to bring that undetermined blank into our field of view, shine light on it, mm -hmm. let that light traverse space-time, mm -hmm. and then I need a photon detector that can also display the image that it's knowing. So this is a perceiver, right? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Got it. So like you're a yeah. perceiver, you're yeah. perceiving, yeah. but this perceiver is special because I can perceive the perception the perceiver is perceiving. perceiving. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I love Dr. Seuss, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So but in this sense, I see what you're seeing. What's happening? That's why you did the front-facing camera because yeah. you're sh we're seeing what the front-facing camera is perceiving. Yeah, yeah. So th this is what we have to do to assay visual perception. I've got to take okay. all of the elements of visual perception, okay. put them in my visual field of view, and then look to see what happens. Yes. So okay. So the claim of light media visual perception is that light shining on undetermined objects determines known images of them. Known images, like the image of the banana on the screen here, had a one-to-one -one fixed correspondence to the object producing it. There was one banana here, and there's one banana on the screen. That's a known image, right? Knowing known images tells me there are known objects there. I can look at the known image, reach my hand out, and I get confirmation. Oh, there's a physical material object there mm -hmm. because I'm looking at the known image. Mm -hmm. Okay, so okay. you see the problem we have. Though. That's one that's light-mediated perception that you just stated. Yeah, so, so how do I get the blank behind me into my determined field of view? Because I can't turn my head around fast enough. Every time I turn my head around, the blank falls behind it, right? It's, it's complementary opposed. I can never get the undetermined into my visual field of view so I could shine light on it so that I could see if I see a known image. How the hell are we gonna do this? Okay, so, well, if you start to think about determined and undetermined, you realize that space-time, empty space-time, 
is a determined undetermined. So the one more time with all of this. So it's 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 undetermined because it's not in my field of perception. And then when it's in my field, it is well, determined. Well, if I have somebody standing up behind you, I tell them to hold up a number of fingers. How many fingers are they holding up? No idea. Because you can't determine it. Yeah. Now you turn around and look. Yeah. Oh, three fingers. Yeah. Then you've determined it. Okay. It's known. Before okay. it was unknown, and okay. now it's known. Okay, and then what? And then now we're trying to make a scientific experiment. So now we're just trying to make a scientific experiment to see, because light-mediated perception it claims that shining light on undetermined objects determines their existence In by knowing a known image of them. By knowing a known so image right of them. So right now, what yeah. is behind okay. me is undetermined. Okay. Until you look. There's light shining on it, but it's being blocked by the back of my head. I turn around and I look at, the, allow that light to stream into my eyes. And then now I know a known and image. And it's determined. It's a known image. And, okay. yeah. and okay. then the, the argument is that it is always known. It is infinite consciousness is always known. But then we need a scientific method to. to yeah, I just need to do an experiment. Okay. In experience that proves it. So yes. I've got to do the, I've got to. That, that, that belief system that you have there, that you're shining light on objects and you're determining known images of them, well, that's belief and philosophy. I need an experiment. I need to, to prove it. I, I need to do it in experience. I can make up any philosophical argument I want, but it's just BS. Until I actually do the experiment, then I find out the truth. Okay. Okay, so <coughs> we've got to construct an undetermined <coughs> object in our field of view so that we can shine light on it and then capture that light information on the screen. So you know this is a determined field of view, right? There are known images and then there are these voids where there are, the known images are objects, physical material objects, and the, the voids are determined that there are no objects there. So there's no objects here because there's no known images. Right? So if I hold up my two fingers, right, you're knowing known images of those two finger objects. But are you knowing a known image of the empty space time between the two fingers? What's the image? Can you draw it for me of this empty space? Is there a known image there? Yes or no? Bunch of Oxygen and nitrogen. Are you seeing? Can no. you draw me oxygen? <laughs> so there are known images of these objects that you're knowing, but in the empty space, when light passes through an empty space time where there are no objects, then there's not a known image there. There's the lack of a known image. So it's transparent. That way you can see through to the background. You okay. can't see through the background where the objects are occurring because there's a known image that blocks out the background. Okay. But where there is no known image, okay. the knowing of not a known image, that tells you that there's no objects there. And then you can see through the background. And now you're knowing that known image. Okay. Okay. So light traversing space-time, producing not a known image, determines that there are no existing objects there. Nothing exists there. This is key. The lack of a known image. The knowing of not a known image mm -hmm. determines that there are no existent objects. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to shine light on our undetermined object. 
And if, let's just say the undetermined object was these two fingers. So you shine light on it. And if you saw 10 fingers, would that 10 finger image that you're knowing be a known image or not a known image? So I'm holding up two. There's two fingers, but you're seeing 10. Is that 10 finger image that you're knowing an image that has a one-to-one -one fixed correspondence to the object producing it? No. No. So if I'm holding up two fingers and you're seeing 10, you're hallucinating because you're knowing the appearance of something that's not actually present. Hallucinations don't occur outside of consciousness. They occur inside of consciousness. They're made of consciousness, right? Okay. So we've got to create our... This is what you're talking about, like the interference pattern is what... Okay. Yeah. So we've got to create an object that we can shine light on that's undetermined. So if I've got determined, undetermined voids, right? The objects in here have a shape, a defined form. But the space, as I move this, as I move these objects together, the, the space in between, see, it's like an amoeba. It changes its shape. The fists don't change their shape. The space is a determined, undetermined. It's an always changing ever amoeba-like void. So if I take space-time, it's space-time right here. And I start to limit it. I start putting constraints on it and I limit it, I can make an object called a hole. Now I got an object. And if I got my hole here and I shine light on it, I get an image of a hole. No problem, okay. But we know the hole's determined because there's no other place for the light to go. If I have a, this hole in a barrier, I block out all the other light. The light has to go through that hole. Otherwise, there would be no illumination at all. Okay, but again, we need a undetermined object, not a determined one. So for clever, what we can do is put two slits side by side. Now I cannot determine which slit the light goes through. Mm -hmm. So now when I shine light on this undetermined object, do I get a known image that has a one-to-one -one fixed correspondence to the two slits? You would see two, yeah. two light that's what you see. You got two holes. You should see two two lines on the, on there, right? Yeah. You don't. You see ten fingers. You see a distributed two, line pattern. Two slits make ten or more, or depending more. on the configuration. But they create what is commonly referred to as an interference pattern. Yeah. It's not, but that's what they call it. And what, it's the lack yeah. of interference is what you're seeing. That pattern is the lack of interference. So. It's the lack of interference. So when we put the banana, well, when we, when up, we, there we, is interference. We have, we have to, there's a lot that we have to talk about before I talk about lack of interference. So that's got to okay. be, that's like maybe 30 minutes from now. So, so here's the thing is the crux of the whole experiment, the whole thing is you have two objects or an undetermined object of two slits. You can't determine which light the slit the light goes through. And when you shine light on that undetermined object, you don't get a known image that determines it. Okay. So when you turn around, you are not knowing the image behind you from light that's shown on it. Because we just proved light shining on undetermined objects does not determine them. Okay, so now here's the mind-blowing part. Okay. Here's the okay, mind-blowing so part. So following so far, so this, this seemingly um, 
uh, non-super controversial double slit experiment actually is quite um, controversial because it could potentially um, uh, null our uh, way of of what we uh, initially thought was the light mediated perception. Correct. Which is a massive deal. Yeah. This is huge. This is the whole okay. thing. Everything. This is the okay. most important experiment in the history of mankind. So. Wow, that's, here, a, that's here, huge. That's a big there's, this is it. Yeah. So Richard Feynman properly said, the entire mystery of the universe is in this experiment. Okay. The mystery of the entire universe is in this one experiment. Yeah. And here it is. Okay. You shine light on an undetermined object. It's not determined. So you turn around, that image is not determined from light that shined on it. Okay, now... When you are knowing, you got 10 figures from two, when you are knowing not a known image, then the object imaged does not exist. Or, or it exists in a, in a different way that's creating what is your... It, it doesn't exist outside of consciousness. It's being in consciousness as a hallucination. So, when light traverses an empty space-time, like between the two fingers, and there are no objects that exist there, you know not a known image. When you see the distributed line pattern, the canonically referred to as an interference pattern, you are knowing not a known image. Therefore, that slit object does not exist. Why does it make it so that the slit object doesn't exist? Why isn't it just that there's something about the way that we're seeing an interference pattern rather than just two? You're seeing yeah. this banana. Yeah. You're knowing a known image of it. And that known image is telling you that the banana exists, right? Mm-hmm. So what if you were seeing this banana, but it was uh, 80 bananas here? But it wasn't light-mediated perception. It's not right. like, there's no light-mediated perception what here. What is it if it's not light-mediated perception? Consciousness. So what this experiment reveals is that these slits and the, everything they're attached to is occurring in consciousness as consciousness. There is no cause and effect. You can shine light all day long on an undetermined object. It never causes a known image. In order to get a known image, in order to change that distributed line pattern to two lines, I have to put in an apparatus behind the double slit experiment that it converts the photons that go through it into multiple photons that then I can know which path they took through slit A or B, or I could erase that information. And when I do that, what happens? Well, now it's no longer undetermined. I've determined it. Because I am knowing which slit the light goes through. Knowing consciousness is determining which slit. So determination doesn't occur from light shining on things. Determination occurs from knowing, knowing the composition of concepts. And it turns out you need four limits or the min at minimum two concepts to know the illusion of any finite content and this is what the double studies experiment is telling you you've got this concept of photon not equals photon multiplied by known slit unknown slit 
And when you have a photon times a known slit, you get two lines. When you have a photon times an unknown slit, you get distributed pattern of lines. And the reason is, is that this concept structure is asymmetric. So I have the illusion of a finite set of potential here made out of knowing that it's not the infinite totality of consciousness. It's an infinite set on this side. If I have the concept of the number one not equals the number one, one appears as a finite set. And it's made out of knowing that it's not two, not three, not four, not every other number. So this infinite conceptual set is not limiting. It's infinite. So it doesn't restrict which slit the light goes through. It's, it's interfering with that concept and it, you're knowing the entire concept all at the same time. It's hard to talk about this. I, it's easier to draw it or something, but yeah, this, you know. Th I think another way maybe for this to then um, uh, make sense is um, from a way of us uh, perceiving uh, um, in, in just in general. So when, when we're talking about infinite consciousness as being everything, all that is God, this is the very first principle thing we were talking about, there is no separation between me and you, me and this microphone, us and this apple. Correct. There's no separation. It's all consciousness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then the then the next thing would be to say something along the lines of then the way that um, that like with a double slit experiment or with the way that we're talking about this apple is that if it's all <clears throat> if it's all infinite consciousness, then I have to kind of do some sort of a of a, we were talking about this before we started, some sort of like an ebb and flowing that happens uh, that I go from being in this infinite consciousness state to being like, a, okay, this is an apple because I am hungry and I need to eat this apple to gain nourishment. So then that process is in some sense like a, like, an ebbing and flowing between those two things. So when you take something like a double slit experiment, it's like a, when you're trying to do it and you're trying to prove that, oh, this is uh, this is an, this is a two slits supposed to be two, but instead it's a 10, it's a, this interference pattern that we see. You were, what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, I want to eat this apple in that study versus saying that it's all consciousness. This is, at least that's the best that I could do with my limited yeah, understanding. Yeah, the, the thing is both are true simultaneously. So it's all infinite consciousness and you are knowing the illusion of separation and they're happening simultaneously right on top of each other. But you're paying attention. You're not understanding that this is infinite consciousness. Okay, so, so, so the, the, the infinite consciousness and the illusion of separation are happening simultaneously. simultaneously and then that's why in like the double slit experiment you're seeing both of those things you're you're seeing the um you're see, you're you're you you're saying that there is that infinite consciousness but we're we're perceiving it as some sort of like illusion of separation of photons and interference patterns yeah so this experiment proves is there's no such thing as perception because there's nothing perception means to know something through the senses but there's no light going into your eyes you see so there is no such thing as perception it's totally false it's an illusion. You think it's perception. You think there's light traversing space-time going to your eyes, or you think you have tactile feeling. Sure. There, there's no senses here. That's an illusion. You, you, you 
you ignore what's actually going on and then you just think that you're this human being that's sensing of this world because then we're embedded in the immersion of of separation when we're saying that there's a tactile yeah i mean a way to think about this um but I need to know tactile because I don't want to burn myself. So you're, yeah, you you don't yeah. want to know the knowing of uh, a stovetop. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with it, but you will be wanna, in pain. I don't want to know that knowing. You don't want to know that pain. Yeah. yeah. But notice that a child doesn't innately know that, right? Yeah. It hasn't experienced it, so it doesn't know. What that is. That's why you have to prevent your children from putting their hands on the stove. They don't know it's hot. They don't know they're going to burn themselves. They burn themselves, now they know. Ah. So, um, that's also a little like blank slate versus like yeah. lineage of evolution, what's yeah. baked into the child's mind at yeah, that point. Yeah, a way to think about this, and it, it I kind of like this way. So, you can either think of uh, like a movie reel an old time movie you're going to the theater and there's a movie and there's 24 actual frames per second right it's all in this big tin can so let's just say the beginning of that movie was your life you were born and the end of the movie is your death and it looks when you're when you put this film in the projector the laser light of the projector right the light of knowing is shining through each film as the film scrolls through it. And you look at the projection. And you think, oh yeah, Harrison Ford is moving around on the screen. Is Harrison Ford moving anything? No, he's not moving anywhere. They're static frames. That's what's really here. This interference film of concepts is what's really here. And then it's just the, the motion of the projector that makes it appear that things are moving around here. Hmm. But there's only this Interference, film. interference film of concepts. Yeah. So, it, like, the... That's what... Yeah, so, it, this, um, so this is where holography comes in. Okay. So... You also said that, uh, also, as you get into holography, you said this, just needing to reiterate how important it is, that there is no perception. The double slit experiment proves that there is no perception. There's no perception. There's no light mediated perception. There's no perception. light traversing the space time. There's no lights going through the slits because see if everything's in consciousness and consciousness is an infinite dimensionless singularity there's nothing moving anywhere, right? How can you move in no distance in no time? You can't. There's no such thing. So Okay, and then a holography, yeah. Yeah, yeah so the, the, the thing is, is okay, how do you describe an infinite dimensionless singularity? Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. to do it, right? So the only way I can describe it is to find a conceptual singularity. So black holes, trillions of black holes, those are conceptual singularities. There are content occurring in consciousness that is a pointless dimensionless infinite point right matter energy you know fall into a black hole and then at the bottom there's a singularity or where there's it goes infinite nothing can really be said of this thing right okay so uh there are a lot of arguments about this because you know what happens you throw something in a black hole and the black hole evaporates and you lose the information 
you're going to have a problem with the physics where you lose information. So <laughs> how, what are you going to do? So uh, brilliant, uh, there's a lot of brilliant scientists on this. So uh, Beckenstein, um, and this was done in the 70s. Uh, and Hawking and uh, Van Tuft and uh, Bousseau and Susskind. These guys are, you know, yeah, these are great guys. Yeah. Susskind's around the corner, so uh, you should have him on your show. I know. He's cool. I know. He's a little uh, crotchety, but he's cool. He's cool. He's like a grandpa. I love him. So these guys are cool. And so what they've done is they say, okay, well, if you drop information into a black hole, the information has to be there somewhere. So where, where is it? And so they came up with this mathematics that describes black hole thermodynamic entropy. So information. It's information theory. And so they've come up with this Bekenstein-Hawking equation that describes a conceptual singularity. Okay, so now you can use that to describe the actual singularity of consciousness. This description of consciousness is still wrong. You can't, there's nothing finite about consciousness. This is not a correct theory. You can't have a correct theory. You can't have a finite theory that describes the infinite. It's impossible. Because that theory is occurring in the infinite. So you would need something outside of it to describe the theory that's occurring within it. So you can't do it. It's bound. But you can come close, right? We keep refining this, right? So we get closer and closer and closer. So this theory is pretty cool because it brings quantum mechanics and general relativity together in one equation. The entirety of physics, the entire explanation of everything is right in that equation. And if you substitute... Conceptual singularity... So a conceptual singularity is like a black hole out there, right? You get sucked in, you can, light can't escape it, right? That's a conceptual singularity. This here, this experience, this little this is an actual singularity. An actual singularity. The actual singularity of consciousness yeah. contains black holes. Yeah, okay. As concepts. Yeah. Conceptual interference. So that's, this is what's happening. So the cool thing is, so is what that... what was the equation that was... Um, the Bekenstein-Hawking yeah, equation. The Bekenstein-Hawking equation, which... Um, describes th what happens thermodynamically, so entropically. It, it, it explains the geometric information content of a black hole. Of a black hole. Yeah. Okay. And that you said that that bridges together quantum mechanics and general relativity. Yes. And information theory. And information theory. So okay. uh, Claude Shannon, way long ago, you know, showed how you can mathematically describe information. And it's the same as Gibbs entropy formula. Interesting. So what you do is you just substitute the kid's entropy formula into the Bekenstein-Hawking equation, and then you get this little equation that shows you how limits of potential, four of them, sum together and then composited together, give rise to the illusion of this content, give rise to these little frames of your movie. Yeah. So this is like a, again, getting back to the projector. So now think of your, instead of like the movie frame, let's talk about a hologram. So we'll replace yeah. our movie okay. with a hologram. Yeah. So we've got a laser light now, and it's got this interference film. It's this interference pattern of concepts. It's shining through this film, and then it projects this entire illusion of a three-dimensional hologram that you take to be 
real or a reality or physical and material. So infinite consciousness is using holography to make this. Infinite consciousness is knowing concepts as it shines its laser light of knowing through this hyperplane like event horizon holographic film of concepts. It produces the illusion of a holographic image that you take to be the physical material world. So, so infinite consciousness is all knowingness uses, uh, cre creates the illusion of separation world that we're yeah. in. Yeah. So the, the, the and issue. And it's holographic. Yes, it's holographic in it's, nature. It, so the interesting thing about this little movie or this, you know, if we go back to our movie analogy, is that your path that you're on, if you look back at it, right, you would see, the, if you watch the entire movie from the beginning to the end, it's just one film, right? And the interference pattern, again, that infinite consciousness is, 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 cre is creating this and, illusion of separation world through that interference pattern is what, again? It's, it's concepts. It's concepts. concepts. Okay, so the all-knowingness is shining through concepts, concepts to make this holographic illusion of separation yeah and and what con what are the concepts that it's there yeah. every abstraction every pair of opposites that consciousness is knowing every pair of opposites that yeah. consciousness complementary is opposites so i only know what this is by knowing it's not not equals this i only know what up is by knowing what not d does does that start with some sort of a more maybe like simple uh, source code that then becomes more and more complex over time. I don't know what you mean by that. Because like, there's, there's like only could like could the interference pattern of concepts that you talk about could that have a very very initial simple amount of of of, of just simplicity to the concepts that then as it um, evolves it it becomes. Uh, uh, as the holography evolves, um, that then that initial simplicity becomes more and more complex of these concepts. The concepts become more and more complex, but they're initially baked into a very simple um, interference pattern of concepts. I mean, how I would answer that is no, because yes, consciousness course. is infinite. It's it's the the only being that's here, and this game of knowing these concepts has to be part of its infinite being yeah at all times basically the, the 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 question is more so that um in this interference pattern of concepts it does know it all as you're saying yet the question is about uh if then over just time of what has happened in this game of the illusion if those have evolved where there's more concepts yeah, so, that have evolved so here's the thing so the whole and this is what i was trying to get to with your with the life yes so yes. you let's just say you've got this life it's this film it's one film cancer you stretch it out you stretch it out you lay it on the driveway and you can see the entire thing all simultaneously all You're like 80 years of 24 frames a it. second you're just looking at okay. you can look at you can yeah you can look at the whole film up the whole time you could even look at it the whole time wrapped up in the canister right you can see the whole thing all at once it doesn't look like this right it doesn't look like watching the movie it looks like the film canister right okay now the thing is is 
because it's infinite, at every cell in the film, you have an infinite number of choices yeah. in every direction. Yes. So yeah. now, not only do you have one film canister in one path in life that you could take, all of these, you have an infinite number of film canisters yes. for every frame. Yes. Yes. And so yes. now it becomes impossible to think about. You can't even... Yeah, you can't even like. Okay, this okay. is crazy. Right? So, so you and interestingly enough, like I was mentioning to you before we started, um, who I'm excited to hear you potentially talk to, Clee Irwin, have a very um, uh, similar uh, conceptual understanding of that specific thing because uh, Clee Irwin talks about it like a massive uh, kelp forest, and that you have this massive, massively tall piece of kelp, and then each little tiny. Um, uh, uh, moment in time 24 frames per second let's say is a is like a big uh is a card in this big deck of cards that is as tall as like a piece of kelp and that when you go it out like that like this big film canister you were describing that then you see that each one of those um moments in time that those frames like on the film canister is a deck of cards each one of those is there's so many ways to take this but that it's a beautiful gift even if even if there's like a little traumatic thing that's dealt there that there's still some sort of a treasure that comes from that that's a, a slightly separate thing but that 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 one piece of kelp like you were just describing has an infinite amount of that was so that so this way is horizontal or this is vertical i'm sorry vertical and then there's an infinite amount of horizontals in mm -hmm. in every direction mm -hmm. from each frame yeah. even and then so that it's I, very like, it's very fractal so it's like yeah. this fractal and, and the way to describe that is like is uh you know just the fact that we were using, you know, a banana and an apple and I didn't grab the orange, but I could have easily grabbed the orange as well. Yes. So that's a frame in that yes. in that projector yeah. film that you're talking about mm -hmm. that it could have grabbed the orange. Yeah. And so the, and the many worlds and sometimes uh, can interpret it as there is an Alan talking to a Seth with an Ori that are that grabbed the orange instead of grabbed the apple. Correct. And that's happening all at the same time. Correct. So, it's but it's been happened from the beginning of everything. It's, it's always been there. Been there. And so um, the other issue is that it's probabilistic. So you are infinite potential. You're knowing the illusion of limited potential. And then these potentials constrain the concepts that you have access to. So right now, since you didn't grab the orange... And Seth's not going to get out of his seat. He's constrained from knowing touching an orange right now. Mm. See, this occurrence, there's no orange here for Seth to touch. So he can't touch it. He's constrained conceptually. And so the concepts constrain each other to potential to probabilities. So when you look into what this whole thing is... Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I thought it was a thing. I thought this was physical and material. Mm -hmm. Quantum mechanics is telling you the only being here that we can describe are limited events. Uncertain limited probabilities. That's what it's saying. Uncertain limited probabilities. Like yeah. concepts and relationships. Yeah, there's... You could say there's only relationships. There's, there's, only, there's only these events. There's only relationships. Yeah, yeah, there's only yeah. these events here. 
So there aren't so things like this. This microphone isn't a microphone object, physical thing. It's microphoning. It's conscious microphoning. Conscious microphoning. Yeah. That's apple Con- appling. Conscious. That's appling. Appling. Right? appling. This is also from Alan Watts. So he's he's like, no, you're. It's. It, it looks physical and static, right? But if you were looking under under the physicalist perspective, who think that these things are atoms and stuff, you would see molecules bouncing off. It's mm-hmm. it's dancing. Right, mm. you just don't see that. You're limited. You've limited yourself. Like we were talking about the oxygen, nitrogen. Yeah, inside. you're limited. You don't see that. Yeah. That okay, th- but see, dancing. this oxygen and these atoms and these molecules—they're concepts. They're not physical, material things. So you're gonna laugh your, laugh your ass off. I mean, I love CERN and everything, and I love science, and I we should play all you want. But they built a forty billion dollar knife. Hmm. Let's cut that apple in half. I, you know, for nine ninety five, you can get a Ginsu or something, right? Hmm. Okay. Well, now we're gonna have a knife that we have to have a knife that's edge is so sharp. Yeah. I need what eleven tera electron volts or something, right? And it's gonna cost me forty billion dollars, and I'm gonna start cutting these atoms in half. But, but you're just splitting concepts. And they're, but they're, they're also not like a knife because they're doing collisions, which then is what the knifing is. You're cutting. Yeah. The mind is the illusion oh, of cutting. Of cutting. Mind cuts. Yeah, yeah. Cuts it's in. It's the yeah. illusion of separation. Of separation. In order yeah. to know this over here, I've got to know it's not that. It's not that. So I got to cut yeah. these atoms. Okay, I'll keep going. I got to cut these bozos. Bozo. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait a minute, guys. Plank. Wake up. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, I love it. I love the playing of it, but, you know, couple billion dollars to help people out for some hunt because they're hungry would be cool too right so we've got a we've we've got our priorities in a weird way from this ignorance of what is actually here and the 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 cool thing is richard Feynman. people should really study him and read his stuff because it's like he blatantly says no quantum physics does not describe these objects there he describes events these aren't objects so these are events, not objects in consciousness. Yeah, so I just when people hear the word object, they think physical material. Yeah. When yeah. I say the word object, I mean objective qualities, something with the illusion of edges or boundaries yeah. so that you can grab it. Yeah. So the mind is not in here. Consciousness is not in here. The mind is out here. This is the mind right here. Yeah. You're touching the mind of God right now. Yeah. You're in the mind of God right now, right? Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. It's this labyrinth. You got to find your way out. Or not. Get lost in here. Yeah. And finding your way out is about learning concepts like this and and learning the infinite consciousness. Well, I don't know. Concept. I think finding your way out might be this chaos at the end of time here, right? This This insanity that we seem to find ourselves in. This, the oceans are boiling. The atmosphere is being fried. The things are being polluted. Overpopulation. Racial tensions. Uh, people protesting in every city and all the streets right now. This thing is going, it's like, it's, um, there, there's like some sort of emergence of something here. Yeah. Something's happening. Yeah. People call it the singularity or whatever. But artificial intelligence not intelligent consciousness is the only intelligence here <laughs> salute Sante. interesting 
So the only intelligence so, here is consciousness. So, so it's fair to say this is all panpsychist, panpsychism. Everything is consciousness. I think panpsychism refers to the things being conscious. There are no things here. That apple's not conscious. I think it can also refer to um, all is consciousness, if, like if, infinite If you say panpsychism and you mean all there's only consciousness, consciousness then, then, fine. then that's totally cool. But I, I think they okay. say like, oh, sure. this tree, it's, it's got its tree consciousness and there's apple consciousness and there's rock consciousness. Sure, I don't have sure. access to the rock consciousness, but no, that is, there's, you can't sure, have sure. two consciousnesses. Sure, sure, sure. Because okay. one consciousness okay. would limit the other one. So there can't be two because it's infinite. Yeah. So there can only be a conscious being here. Yeah. So you don't have your consciousness. Seth doesn't have his consciousness. Seth is not conscious. There's only consciousness. So we get over ourselves with that idea of uh, this is not, I am not conscious. It is all conscious. Yeah, and you don't really get over it because this is a shock. Like, this is not something you can just easily swallow. Like, you're sitting here and, yeah, you're having this little conversation here and, you know, this is cool. When this hit me, I fell to the floor. I mean, when I... I'm looking at the double set experiment. I'm like, okay, this is this image is not known, and it's not unknown. It's, like, it's not known, but the the object is unknown. But this is not a known image. It's not known. It's not unknown. It's not known. What is left? Knowing. It's knowing. That interference pattern you're looking directly at knowing. That's not limited to a slit. You're seeing the entire concept of photon not equals photon at one time. Oh my, it blew me away. I cried and a puddle of tears and just was on the floor, just like, oh my God. And so that statement by Niels Bohr, if you are not shocked by quantum mechanics, then you don't understand it. Because if you really understood this, you'd be on the floor right now, just like I was. It's that shocking. So it's not so easy to accept because then you realize that the identity of Seth that I held that I love, that's just content in consciousness. Seth isn't here as a conscious being. Only consciousness is consciousness, is conscious, and that's all that's here. That's what you find out. And it's a shocker because you've lived your entire parent life believing that you are this content. You've identified with it. But look what's happening. Identity nowadays is getting distorted or or we're questioning it we're playing identity politics different pronouns and things what is this why, why are we doing this now ah maybe it's a way for consciousness to show like no you you weren't the gender you thought you were you're not the race you think you are you're not the images and story that you think you are you're the knowing of that content yeah. So the pronoun that you should use is consciousness. Here it's all consciousness. <laughs> There's just only consciousness here. So then the the illusion of separation being here could have its learning an objective function of learning of sorts where there's some sort of a learning that happens through um experiencing uh 
uh, itself where we're going through a process of of seeing that um, it's in, that I'm not separate from the environment. I'm not separate from you. I'm not the identity politics thing you were just describing. So then that's this potential learning and growth processes, evolutionary process of consciousness. Consciousness is evolving. It's so consciousness doesn't evolve. It's already all-knowing. It doesn't need to learn anything. It's all-knowing. It knows everything. But now once it appears to limit itself, now you've got this evolution, right? Consciousness appears to limit itself. Okay, so that's and then now the game yes. is, oh, how would these human beings evolve and learn and grow and yeah, come yeah. together. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so that's w- what I meant. So yeah, I, 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 okay. I, I thought that. So, I just want to be clear. Yes. Yeah, so again, let's just do this one more time. First principle: infinite consciousness, God, source, all that is, etc. Then the process of creating a game of the illusion of separation that we're all experiencing here right now. Then that has a potential function of the evolution of consciousness. So everything is consciousness up here, but then this game has a purpose in it that is something like an evolution of consciousness, a game that we're playing so that we learn that I'm not separate from the environment yeah. and these people and these, etc. So yeah. it's a learning, it's some sort of a learning it, it, simulation or he says is a learning simulation of sorts. So I think what like the Hindus would say is, Right, God falls asleep to its infinite being. It's involved in this play, this illusion, Maya. And then it dances around and does all these games and it wakes up, finds out who it is, falls asleep again, plays another game. Forever. Never stops this. Over and over and over again. So I think they've been saying that. That's the they've story. Been say- they've been saying that in that sort of religion forever and ever. Now, is it exactly that? Who knows? You can't pin it down. We can't. It's pin not it even. You There's can't no say that way. that's really what it is. There's no way to poke and probe at that. That's such an exciting thing to try and uh, poke at. Yeah, I think yeah, running, it's super fun to play with this. Running simulations ourselves in the future with um, the computational capacities that will evolve and the source codes that we'll get, we can ourselves potentially uh, become that god. That's falling asleep waking up seeing how quadrillions of games played out learning more about itself going back to sleep etc yeah i mean just to touch on the word simulation so again this is not a simulation it's an illusion so something that's infinite cannot be simulated by a finite computer no matter how powerful it is so the finite and the infinite are fundamentally incongruent they really are the same being because there is no actual finite it's the illusion of finite. But I could never have a finite computer that could calculate the infinite. Unless it's, it's still an be trying infinite to, computer. Then it would be already, there wouldn't be a computer because it'd be infinite. In this, it wouldn't be limited to being a computer. This could be a computer. How could it be? Because a computer is limited. This could be an infinite computer. That would be God. Yes. Okay. So you can call God an infinite computer, but that seems to so like flatten it. Somehow. Infinite consciousness could be an infinite, infinite so computer. So compu- this is how But this is how computation it. works, right? I'm knowing that a one is not a zero. Well, that's why we think uh, uh, and qubits are different. Plus, wherever 
goes this past that. This is a qubit. This is a qubit. But even well, there. So a qubit is knowing one and zero at the same time. Well, it's not really. But but even past that as well, we don't know our little. We're trying to imagine the big game as crickets. It's very hard. You but, can't yeah. imagine infinite consciousness. Not possible. It's it. You're already looking at it right now. You're, you're staring right at, at it. it right you're, now. you're staring at infinite consciousness right now. That apple is infinite. Con- you're staring right at it. Yeah, it's just there's you're, nothing other than infinite consciousness. God. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a singularity with no dimensions. A dimensionless Correct. singularity. Mm-hmm. Um, but the struggles that we're going through is the purpose of it. The challenges. If we were, if this was a utopia, there would be no. There'd be no learning that would not no learning, but the learning wouldn't be as uh, deeply, maybe visceral as it is when um, we have to go through these great challenges, like you were listing a little. Yeah, bit ago. I, I agree with it. I w- wouldn't say the purpose is. It's. I just look at instead of saying purpose, just what is happening. If I'm knowing and this is infinite, but I don't. I'm not. I'm seeing the illusion of finite. Then what's happening? I'm ignoring that infinite. The Diverting of one's attention from the something is a game. That's what a game is. It's a diversion. So what's happening is some sort of game on some cosmic level here. Some beyond what Seth could grasp at all. But purpose or meaning, well, you can know any meaning for your life you want. You can make up any meaning you want. And you can live your life for that purpose. So, you know, I played, uh, I love this poem by... Uh, Charles Bukowski, mm-hmm. you know, uh, roll. I think it's called Roll the Dice. So it's like, your life is your life. Know it while you have it. Well, yeah, your life is your life. While you've got this life, know, know it. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. You're marvelous. You know, the gods wait to delight in you. Yeah. And so... The self-inquiry is a journey we take to understand infinite consciousness. Yeah, this this whole game that I'm in is I just wanted the the purpose for my life was to figure out how this stuff works. I decided to use science to do it. It took me on this crazy journey. I had to go outside of science to then come back to it. It was weird. It's strange. This has been the weirdest trip of a lifetime. This is just just mind blowing. I never thought I would get to this point. This is insanity here. I mean, I, I do understand how this sounds. Like, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm still an atheist. <laughs> so, like, I still don't believe in gods. I, I don't believe in that. It's just that's all that's here. So, I'm stuck here. So, it's like this is only consciousness here, infinite knowing. And that's what quantum mechanics tells you. And from our conversation is just slowly making it feel more and more that way for me as well i'm not melted in a, in a pile <laughs> uh, crying well uh, that's that's good because they don't want to see that right but now. i've had moments like that where i just break down in tears from uh so, from deep self-inquiry about infinite consciousness yeah, and, yeah once you start seeing this um the beauty of it and the shock and awe of it you'll have these over and over again like i i have these moments now where like and I was driving to work this morning and my heart just felt like it was going to explode and like tears are just streaming down my face and you just the beauty of it what's really amazing just magnificent is songs you listen to these songs and you're like oh this is cool nice beats and stuff 
But once you start seeing it, you see all the double entendres in the songs and how they're talking to you almost. It's strange. You start listening to music. Yeah. Everything starts to become playful. Yeah. It starts to become this fun little game. Yeah. It's not like, how do I survive? How do I put food on the table and uh, have a shelter over my house? And how do I make, i got to do this thing here. I've got to live. Yeah. I've got to survive. I've got to go on. Like, that drops away. It becomes you, a dance, a you game. You become like a child again. Child doesn't care about mortgage payments or meals just come to it. It has shelter, right? So it, it, you become like a child again and you get to play. And just because this thing is infinite, it's, it's, it's playing may seem cruel to some because from their perspective, they can't see it. They can't understand it. They, they're like, oh, why is life so cruel to me? And I'm sorry for that. It, ha it has to be for consciousness to be at all. Now we can explore the knowing of helping those perspectives that are suffering. Mm -hmm. But just know that some of them want to suffer. They want to know. It's consciousness wanting to know that. Know that feeling. Yeah. 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 So compassion you can have compassion for someone but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to remove all the obstacles yeah, in their yeah. life yeah. They, some of them they have to go through they have to know these obstacles because that was the point. point that evil and darkness and suffering serve a purpose of learning in ways well, it's just what you're doing it's part of your being it's part you're, of the you being. are the one that's making evil uh, yeah, knowing you, we, that it's we, not, we, we, we do it we're, we, we're doing it we're doing so it. Yeah. The, the issue is when you scapegoat and you say that guy is evil yeah well, now you can do anything to him because he's evil, right? Yeah. And that's very dangerous. Yeah. So evil's not something out there as an object. Yeah. It's a concept that consciousness is knowing and then interfering that limit of evil with content. It's you, consciousness, that is making the evil. And then scapegoating uh, people and committing tremendous horrors so is, is is there such a thing as our souls or spirits coming from the infinite consciousness so this into is these something bodies? i don't know and again i i just went to the sand conference so i'm very um you know on the, the maybe on the cold side of um things i'm very into the physics and something that kept um coming up this weekend was like heart opening yeah. and like opening your heart and your feelings and um To this life, to this being, to this wonderful, I can't even tell you what this is. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that kept coming up to me over and over again. So I'll look into that and I will like incorporate more and more of that um, into this process that we're doing. Great. But currently, like I have no idea about souls or anything. I don't know what that yeah, is. I, spirits, I, I, spiritual. You know, yeah. when people say it, I just think that they're referring, they, they don't have a word for consciousness, so they're just referring to that. But yeah. this thing is infinite. I don't know. They might really be meaning like, yeah, there are these souls and things and there's all kinds of 
spiritual things out there that I have no clue about. You know what else you talking about reminds me of? It reminds me of how Simon Sinek talks about the infinite game and how this is not uh, zero-sum games that we're playing. This is a big, infinite game that we're playing. And so then it makes it easier to talk about abundance and prosperity um, and yeah, stuff like so that, Yeah, so there's... So. Um, that's the real key to it. So once you realize what this is, and you realize that the concepts that you're knowing are interfering in creating this interference pattern. So if you're knowing limits that are negative now you're interfering this negative limit with the entire universe hmm. so now that's what's going to be presented to you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not 100 percent, right because again it's probabilistic this negative connotation associated with the tree or something maybe they won't do anything the probability is so low but if i'm thinking negatively like oh this is terrible this is terrible, this is terrible then yeah. i have a higher probability of seeing terrible things in my life if you live from abundance you will have abundance. To those who have, more shall be given. To those who have not, all will be taken. So you have to be careful. You don't have to be careful. You can know destruction and evil and all kinds of, do whatever you want. But when you ha start having an understanding, you now are like, oh no, I want to think positively and care for people and love people and and really go out of my way to live from abundance i'm an extremely lucky person i never understood why life just seems to work out for me yes i've had my struggles everybody has i don't know your struggles i can't speak for your point of view i have no idea what you've been through If you live from abundance, life just seems to be magical. And you really, it's too good to be true. It's just too good to be true. You've answered so many of the last questions that we typically ask on the show about um, about your most profound experiences or beauty in the world or simulation, stuff like that. I think the only one that, um, that I haven't um, gotten from you yet is uh, if you think that um, humanity is acting as a biological bootloader for digital superintelligence. Yeah, and so I would say... Again, and it's, it's sorry to go on this, but there's only consciousness here. So this digital superintelligence is not anything other than consciousness. Now, there are no egos here. That's an illusion. There's no doubling of this I that's knowing this experience. So there's not this I of consciousness that's knowing experience, and then this little I that's a little me inside my head thinking thoughts. So that's this doubling that it's people do. But when you look for the second little eye, you never find it. You, 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 you can't find it because it doesn't exist. So this ego thing doesn't exist. Now, ego doesn't exist. There's no ego. There's no ego. There's it's no separate you. Infinite There's just infinite consciousness. There's no separate Knowing me. content. Knowing this body. Knowing this little story. Knowing these thoughts. People think that the body, the story, and these thoughts is a little ego in there, right? This is a little separate me here. Mm. No, it's not. 
look for them. You won't find them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the issue with the digital super intelligence is what are you building? You're not building infinite consciousness because that's all that's here. You can't download your consciousness into consciousness. There's only consciousness where you can download it into. You can't. This is impossible. This is, but what you're doing potentially is either downloading the illusion of your ego, your stories. Mm. And if you're building some super robot or something, you might be building a super ego. So be careful. Interesting. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think people are like, oh, yeah, we're going to make consciousness. And no, there's only consciousness. You're not making anything. You might be making a large ego or the illusion of one. Yeah. And so be careful because people that believe they're separate, even if it's an infinite intelligence, uh, digital intelligence, well, it sees itself as separate from you. Yeah. And then what can it do to you? What Anything do you, it wants. What do, you, what do you recommend as the most um, uh, ideal uh, experiences, experiments to get us to states of non-separation, non-duality. Okay, so, um, I mean, all, again, so the issue is that there is no you here and that there's only consciousness. So you're already this thing. So there's nothing that you can do to do it. It's consciousness that has to do it. So all spiritual paths and are like try, tricks to try to get you to understand this. Mm-hmm. Not you, the illusion of the content, you consciousness through that perspective. So meditation is one of these ways, right? So it's a way for you to try to realize what you've always been. Meditation's hard. <laughs> so I, don't, I used to practice it, but um, I think I, I used to have an app and then I would meditate for like, you know, like 700 and something days in a row or something. But uh, I just gave it up. What's really powerful is self-inquiry. Mm. It's an active process mm. where you inquire like, okay, am I this body? Mm. Am I these thoughts? Am I this little story? Mm -hmm. Am I these feelings? Like, mm. You keep asking yourself these questions and eventually what will come back to you is an answer that's not finite. You're going to ask yourself a question and you're not going to get, you're going to get God coming out, right? Or infinite consciousness, or it's, it's going to hit you or dissolve you, destroy you. You can't survive it. You're not going to survive being infinite. <laughs> that illusion, you'll be, you'll be re relieved of all your illusions. So, um, yeah, it's just not something I can describe. I, it's just very hard to describe, so. Yeah. But uh, I think self-inquiry is probably the one of the most powerful um, things you can do. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, man, that's, I'm so happy that we dove into the, these first principled understandings of what this, of what this is. Yeah. Of what all that is, is. Yeah. Um, because when you, when you think about it as um, infinite consciousness and a game that we're in, um, serving a purpose for that infinite consciousness uh, an infinite amount of times. And it's just, that's what this is. It's just, it, be, it makes it so that um, you uh, kind of, you, 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 for many people, it takes them maybe a little bit more out of their 
ego and more into selflessness in abundance and love and prosperity and interconnectedness with nature and each other and all that type of stuff um, to where they cannot really, really more deeply, profoundly connect with that infinite consciousness that they are. Um, and then that's, boom, that's a really great way to um, help us. Yeah, I mean, I, I just caution, like, don't believe me, right? So don't believe these statements that I'm saying because that's not going to do anything for you. I mean, you can do it if you want. If you want to have, like, this life where you, oh, I believe this guy named Seth, fine, explore that. But use what I'm saying as, like, an inquiry. Like, yes, yes. The, the, the biggest inquiry you can do is to solve the double-slit experiment for yourself. It's a koan that's hidden in our physics. I didn't realize this at the time that I was doing it. But when you solve that koan and really solve it and really get it, really understand what's going on, it hits you. There is no perception. There isn't any. And so um, it's extremely powerful. So don't believe me. Just use what I'm saying to either, hey, maybe I've never heard about non-duality before or never heard of the sand conference. You know, I've heard about non-duality, but I've never heard of sand. Sand is amazing. <laughs> There's one in Italy and one in the United States. Uh, I think the Italy one's more intimate. I've never been to it. Uh, this was my first time presenting at sand or going to sand. So I, sand, science, and non-duality. Science, yeah. Orion, yeah. Seth talked about it yeah. quite a bit in the beginning of the first episode, yeah. Yeah, and see, yeah. so when, when you start playing with this you see all these little double entendres so s-a-n-d right the d-n-a of sand is science mm. so you start playing with all these little yeah, things yeah, you yeah. see all these little wordplay yeah. things so yeah, yeah. It, it's that's a good recommendation for people though is important uh for them to experientially themselves um yeah. dive into the depths of things like um the, the double slit experiment not no no not perception um being an illusion and infinite consciousness being yeah. everything i think this is extremely um important and then that you there's bring that just up. one last piece i'd like to mention is that um i wasn't going to see when this happened to me i wasn't gonna say anything to anybody this was just too freaky i was like well eat when you wait you're like there's only me here not me seth me consciousness there's only consciousness so there's no point in telling it to anybody there's no point you already woke up. You already got it. You're like, okay, I get it. So I think there are people out there that this happens to that they don't tell anybody because it's, um, it's, an, it's an insanity. So if you are out there and something like this happens to you or you have some of this, this, this thing, it's like, okay, just know that there is a community of people out there. And if you go to sand, you can share your experience and maybe get support because I wasn't going to say anything. The, the, there's a, a, a we are one, social we need that support social creatures needing the support well you're you're infinite conscious you know you, you find out that you're not a social creature so you you but i was literally gonna just do nothing and in this guy that i work with his name is philip oriema the relationships though seth they're so crucial to just say that you know that i'm that i don't that i don't need a uh, a human that can relate with these feelings, these deep, profound feelings. Oh, yeah. That's why you're recommending people that have literally felt this type of stuff yeah. to consider sand and to consider... Yeah, because yeah. It, it can be when you... Finding community. Trying to integrate this into your life, it can be very tough. So it's like, no, there are people out there. And this guy that I work with, um, Philip Ariema, he's been like 
my sounding board for the last yeah. four years of this. And so I really wanted to just mention his name because he's so important because you can only talk to yourself for so long. <laughs> shout out. So it, it's, it's like a shout out to Philip. Thank you, Philip, for everything you've done. And he's the one that told me, Seth, write this into a book. So I started yeah. writing this into a book. And then the next thing you know, I'm presenting it sand. So It gives you something to do that's it fun. And it does. Yeah, yeah. He's so a brilliant man. This guy is a brilliant, brilliant. And it helps others to um, understand the nature of the reality. And so that's why it's important, like you're voicing for people to... If 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 the if the if it relates, then come and, yeah. and join communities and and um, share the gift. So, Seth, wow, thank you, thank you for coming on the show. We're so honored. Thank you for Bless. having me. I love talking about this stuff. So digest it, and maybe I'll get an opportunity to come back. Yeah, we would love that. Thank you again so much, Seth, and thank you for your support for our project and what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are out there and you like these podcasts, um, I don't think people understand the expense. Um, I spent like $30,000 on all my equipment to make my podcast. Like, yeah, I know you can do it for $2 with an iPhone, but no, this stuff is... Once you start getting into the technology of it, it's like, no, this is a cost center. I don't make any money on this. And you guys, if you like these videos, support them. You've subscribe uh, to their channels donate money i'm sure you guys are on patreon or something yeah yeah all the links are in the bio below to our patreon our paypal our cryptocurrency links all that stuff's down there yeah if you don't if you don't support the content you like you're gonna get content you hate so yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so thank you for doing this and uh uh it's really it is really appreciated Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're voicing something that's uh, super interesting, which is the, the model that we moved into, which is uh, I get whatever uh, content I want um, that's completely free and that's great. But if you have the extra little bit um, like we do with patroning people, um, please patron us, uh, support us and, um, and support people like Seth as well. You can find all of Seth's links in the bio below, SethCostec.com. Also his YouTube page, Go and check that out. Subscribe there. Watch his videos. He goes into depth about all the stuff he was talking about on the episode. Also, his Twitter profile. Check that out. He has to compress the 280 characters. <laughs> well, I cheat. I use threads. I use threads. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that good, but uh, yeah, I, I, like, uh, I like Twitter. Yeah. Thank you, Ori, for co-producing. Greatly appreciate it. And also support the artists, the entrepreneurs, the spiritual leaders around the world that you believe in. Support them in their communities. Again, support Seth and ourselves below. Support us, please. Help us grow. And let us know your thoughts in the comments below on all of the points that we talked about in the episode. So many important ones. Let us know your thoughts in the comments, please. Let us know. And like the episode, subscribe, etc. Go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world infinite consciousness god all that is source (laughs) i love it thanks so much everyone we'll see you soon peace thanks